0: Hello! How's it going? Um, This is the thing. I'm going to drop a a big bomb on you guys. At the beginning? At the beginning. We
1: haven't even said who we are. We haven't said what this is. I guess it's really important.
0: We have four more episodes and we will have met the 50 mark. We should do something very special. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Put our thinking caps on and come up with something creative. Yeah,
0: something really creative. Maybe an impromptu radio drama. I don't know <laughs> what am I talking about? How, about. how about a prompt to radio drama? <laughs> yeah, there you go. What well, that? Uh, welcome to Movie Schmovie. Um, I am one of your hosts, uh, Ronald James, and I'm here with Steve and John. Uh, we're here to talk about movies. <laughs> dot dot and shit. See what I did? Not there? even dot 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 dot. dot, dot just two of the three. Dots. Yeah, <laughs> one ellip two ellipses. Is it? Is it? Ellipses is the set of the dots. The set of three dots the set of Two, okay.
1: Let's call it two as a duopsies.
0: Okay, I see what you did there. dude. <laughs> duo, Uh Latin. That's so back a, to this bomb. That, get back on track here. That was no bomb. I just wanted to <laughs> say... What is a, a false alarm? <laughs> it was a false is alarm. Is oh, Abu Nazir almost got shot. <laughs> he didn't get shot. <laughs> Hate to drop that bomb on you guys. That was weird. Why did I say that just
1: now? You just sort of spoil well, you didn't really. <laughs> Anyone who cares is, is surely watching surely. Surely. He just he just made a reference to what happened on this last week's homeland, which is Uh incredible. I
0: did see a movie though. I did see a movie. What what, what did you say? I saw a movie called Grave Encounters, directed by the Vicious Brothers. Uh, this, that, that's
2: their birth last name, or yeah. is that like just like a moniker <laughs> they <laughs> no, came up with? It's a
1: moniker. They changed it from Vishikowski when they came <laughs> over from the old country.
0: This picture of them is just, uh, they're not facing us, and it's just in a very dark, uh, foggy area with a car light kind of beaming That's on their them. promo
2: picture? Or? It's their promo picture. Wow. The
0: Vicious Brothers. That's
2: very So this Rudy. is
0: about a ghost hunting reality show. Um, hosted by a gentleman. Um, his name is Lance Preston, very charismatic, game cookish a little bit, a little crazy. And he um So Despicable some, and Douchey. It's so despicable and douchey, and he has this idea to do a um ghost hunting sort of show. And he presents it to this company. They're like, go ahead, do do a couple episodes. He does a pilot episode, they love it, then he does five more episodes. The sixth episode is actually one that takes place in a Maryland asylum. And it gets real. Things get real. Um So the premise is they lock themselves in the building. Mm-hmm. And they kind of stay there for 24 hours where they, uh, you know, kind of record the activity. And something you find out reasonably early into the movie is that he likes to kind of add his own little spin on it. Pay people to say things and create sort of like, you know, so he can sort of, suspense he sort of where there's sort no of his, his He stages his realities things. a bit. And as they walk around the uh, the building, really weird things start to happen, and, and it kind of takes uh, shape from there. It's a decent movie. I mean, I'm I'm really tired of a certain type of found footage movie, um, but it's it's a solid movie. If you're you know at home and need something to watch, this is a pretty solid movie. Ghost. I mean, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> great encounters guy, yeah uh yeah very easily out. confused very easily
2: that's a great segue actually i'm going to i'm to jump in
1: here oh you're going to segue I'm with i'm going to segue I, that. I, I was actually oh, going to oh. segue with that too in a sense weird I was what were gonna you going to say? say well i was going to say that sinister was a movie there you that go. I, I really wanted it to be good there <laughs> Any, it is you read my mind john walker <laughs> anytime
0: you start off that way
1: i mean i believed it might be good mm-hmm. i mean this isn't you know this isn't a a sequel to something it's not a remake and i think i really was rooting for it to be special and different and apart from the herd me too. They, it didn't fall apart completely but it, the things that were supposed to be scary towards the end of the film almost played as comical or sort of yeah but if you talk about the build-up and if you talk about the setting and the characters there were definitely moments where this movie it kept making me go well all right maybe they got a little something or maybe kept they, you, you know, in yeah. yeah
2: i i had a lot of build-up for sinister um read a lot of great things about it and it's weird mm. to even say that because i look in do some, doing some research on it. this is a movie that shot this time last year Mm -hmm. you know in the fall and then it premiered at south by southwest in march you know basically like seven or eight months later and was like getting incredible buzz yep you know and everything i read about it was amazing you know referencing you know other i guess i think some people talked about like paranormal activity and insidious and horror films of the recent five six years that have been successful both critically and commercially Mm -hmm. and i'm just like okay great Another really good movie that I can go to around Halloween. You know they're going to release it around Halloween. Yeah, and, you know, and it's coming out. You know, it's out now. You know, a couple weeks before and as Halloween. A, and as a
1: horror buff, you're always looking for something that's legitimately good. Yes, absolutely. And I think maybe later this month we're we're gonna we're gonna do a whole Halloween themed episode where we sure. talk about horror movies that are actually really good. But for sure. but today, unfortunately, we're <laughs> talking about one that's not horrible. It's Not like at a all. C. It's like that's what I was telling Ronald before yeah. you got here, which is that which is in a way worse. But I don't think so. I still think there's. I, like my, I came down in my mind to the question of would I recommend it to someone. Right. That's the, and that's... my thought was, if someone's a fan of horror, I uh-huh. don't think anything I would say should stop them from going to see this on a Friday night. Or I mean, if you're going to see a horror film at the theater, I, th- this to me is no worse than a lot of things that come out around this time of year. It's just, it, it felt so... Uh, I don't know. It was just mediocre. I mean, I think it, that's the the sum total of it was that it was mediocre. Sure. And I
2: mean, this is a story just to kind of give some background on this is Ethan Hawke's in the film. He plays like a like a true crime novelist who moves into the home where uh, a few years prior, family was murdered. They were they were hung in their backyard from a tree. It's literally
1: like the first shot of the movie. Yeah, it's what you jump into with the- you know you don't know what the villain is right at first. So I was honestly watching that film, going like you know looking all around the screen, going yeah, me too, looking I mean, for details. And there,
2: a lot of the trailers actually reference the character in the film that is made to you know that is our our calls, you know our villain or our I don't know supernatural force, whatever it might be. Um some, you know the trailers you do see shots of it so if you don't know what it is going to the movie, mm-hmm. I think you kind of you know yeah. in the first act, you kind of get into what is happening or maybe not the ex- explanation of what's happening, but what's at work right you know it's not it's not just this true crime thing that this guy thinks he's getting himself into to write this novel that's gonna bring his career back and be the paycheck he needs to get his family where they want to be in life
1: and you know things like that right. yeah, there's a supernatural element did yeah. he
0: did he know that? This took place in the house before well, we moving. Like in? yeah, Ethan.
1: Yeah. Ethan Hawke is he knows he's moved his family to this house where this event happened, but and this was a kind of a far fetched detail I thought was that the wife had no clue, like didn't know what he was writing his book about really, didn't didn't know that they had moved into the house where the actual yeah. crime took place. His son is having night terrors, which I don't know if you know what night terrors are. Yeah. My son has had them before, and he just is asleep. But he's screaming in his sleep. And usually he'll scream something like, someone took my cookie or something like that. But this kid in the movie has a darker, more extreme form of night terrors. Yeah. And then he has kind of a sweet little girl who likes to paint and she draws on her walls. And that girl, the actress, was so bad that I couldn't tell... I could. There were moments where I was like, I can't tell if she's supposed to be acting creepy and stiff, or if she's just a bad actress. And it's, I hate, I hate saying that about a nine-year-old, but it, it oh. was, it was hard to read that actress. And I honestly thought we talked about it a little bit before we started tonight, which is just kids in horror movies i'm sort of sick of it i'm sort yeah, of sick of getting old. the way they use kids in horror movies it's like they either use them to be the victims or they're the ones who can see the dead people and yeah, they're the conduit or they're the <laughs> conduit or yeah. they end up being they're supposed to be so creepy and if you get a really good child actor like we were talking uh, last time about the kid that plays sid yeah in looper. looper i mean absolutely yeah uh, four years old or something and yeah. able to play this nuanced incredible character this is a girl who's twice that age and again you know just didn't didn't convey anything that the word like you just felt like she was reading words she had memorized. Which That's bad. Good which use of a little kid is uh what's the name of the one where the the little girl
0: beat the killed the bird with a stone, and uh she lived with
2: oh like um, the adopted kid. Oh my She's god, like Russian. Russian when she was oh not so god. much a kid. Yes. Oh goodness, oh my, what such is that a movie called? called? I don't know. The orphan. The orphan. Or no, just orphan. It's yeah. called orphan.
0: It's a great movie. Yeah. That's a good use of a little kid.
2: I don't know. I think... I think. I don't know. I, I, I try to think about it a lot after seeing the movie, like what my issues were, mm-hmm. and not getting too deep into spoiler territory, yeah. if we're trying to kind of tread there a little bit. I have a really big issue with movies that like, you know, you kind of... Okay, let me backtrack. One thing I did <laughs> like about the movie is that it wasn't as straightforward horror. Like, you know how every these kind of supernatural horror films, they have you along for this, like, mystery of somebody putting things together. Yeah. I think there was a really cool element in this film that almost, like, tapped into not so much a horror movie mystery, but, like, straight-up suspense yeah.
1: thriller mystery. If you've seen the trailer, you know that he's yeah. watching some films. He finds right. this box of films. At that moment, there's a few possible reasons or a few possible like your mind goes down these different paths of what could be going on and one of them is that there is a serial killer on the loose and this guy is a is a crime writer true crime writer and and that I mean, ultimately, I think that movie may be the more interesting movie that could have come out of this idea. Definitely. Oh, okay. It's almost a disappointment because you know when it's supernatural in a movie like this, it's like all rules are off. off yeah. One thing I will say about this guy, Ethan Hawke's family can sleep through anything. Absolutely. There's a few scenes where he's the <laughs> only falling one through the ceiling. And he's like watching films and he's like banging. Yeah, he's banging around through the house and like... Uh, uh, running around with a baseball bat and he falls through the ceiling. It's all these things happen. And there's my feeling is the other actors weren't on set and they were getting by. <laughs> Sounds very formulaic. That's the problem. Yeah, it is. That's,
2: that's the
0: problem with like...
1: It, it, it is when it crosses into
2: what John just said in terms of when it goes towards that supernatural piece. What is it about supernatural?
0: Like, I don't like the idea. I think that supernatural um, elements should have rules. Like... Because, well, for example... That's when it works, I think. Right. It, yeah. For example, a person could be chased by a ghost, right? Mm-hmm. The ghost can only go through walls or something like that. Yeah. In in most movies you see now, they'll go through a wall, they'll start chasing them, and then the floor will eat them. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> where did that come from? And it's, it's like no...
1: There's no progress... Like, you don't... I haven't seen the movies no where the floor rules. eats a guy, but I know what you mean. Where you know it's I mean? Like, like it becomes CG town. Is what right. It, becomes. it just
0: becomes CG town, and it, it just.
1: And this movie, I think, was refreshingly lacking in CG for them. I mean, there were definitely lie, yeah. some computer-assisted stuff, yeah. but it wasn't like a lot of digital things. I just feel like it was.
0: You told me that's creepy little kids, and I don't know
1: if I could. Well, I mean, it's creepy little kids, and it's some not so. It's some some subpar acting from creepy little kids. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Like especially when you get to the very end, there's kind of a reveal that involves these little kid ghosts mm. and stuff, and it's just. It that just, was probably my worst part. It was really worst. bad. It was
2: horrible. That's kind of what I was, what <laughs> I was getting been, at before. Like, my big problem with this movie and with any horror film like this that gets to the point where, okay, we, we I would say that I liked about, I really liked about probably half of this movie. You know, yeah. when it was still really deep into him discovering these film reels, going through it, a lot of creepy moments, like you said, very well shot you know scenes of him hearing that noise and going and exploring inside outside mm-hmm. a lot of cool things even on the film that he finds yeah as we're looking through this film with him and he's cutting it up on his on his computer yeah and making digital versions of it i gotta say
1: the, the real star of this movie <laughs> was the, the mac os menu bar <laughs> really? it's a guy you know usually when you have someone sitting at a computer and they're doing a lot of google searches that's mm-hmm. usually a bad sign for a movie right I guess I'm a little sick of the alcoholic writer who's having a hard time writing his latest book, and so he's gone to a new house for a new start, and his family's dragged along. But he did a good job of playing that... You know, that midnight obsession or fascination the yeah. thing where you fall down a rabbit hole and you're clicking on different links and suddenly you've been like you've been pulled away from the world. If you've ever had that feeling of like, I'm getting kind of too into this or I've clicked on some links. I've seen some stuff. Maybe I wish I hadn't seen. I think that was the, the most inspired thing they did was just depict kind of the mindset of this character, because once they get into the nuts and bolts of what's really going on, it's a little kind of weird and confusing and. Almost feels like one of those movies where they're deliberately setting up a sequel. Yeah, I mean,
2: I yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously probably in some studio's mindset. But I mean, I think getting. I want to go back to what I was saying before. Beside um, before the apple. Oh sorry, no, no it's okay. <laughs> um, up to that point, like where you do see him kind of burning the midnight oil and going into these, like you know, that's one thing I liked about Ethan Hawke's character is that he's. You see that he's actually very capable. You know, in what he does, like you know, maybe his p- recent oh, yeah. h- books weren't hits, but like he definitely like is one hundred and ten percent into finding this out. And he kind of diverges on this whole. There was this family that he's researching here, but then he kind of finds this whole string, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah. But when it gets into the you know supernatural, whatever element, it gets to a point because it either a needs to set the rules or it's making the rules up as it goes along. It literally. Has scenes in a movie where they are telling you the rules. Mm-hmm. And there's a character, Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. who is completely wasted in the film. I'm a fan of his. He's in two scenes. He's basically Mr. Exposition. Absolutely. He okay. literally... It's like if you got a Cliff's
1: Notes when you walked in the theater, it had been the same thing as having him on the screen. You know, It'd the be screen. like if they said, Vince, these are the facts that people need to understand this movie, that we weren't able to work into the script. Can you... Can you just say these these w- sentences? <laughs> yeah. at right. at Ethan Hawke. You know, he's never through, on, through a video chat. Yeah. He's not actually even yeah. in the same space as uh, him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's iChat by the it's way. We, yeah. <laughs> if it's done
0: if it's done in a creative way, I can I can deal with it. But if it's done in a way that's well, then that, you can even the play with you can even play cool. with B
1: movie elements mm. and make something really good. And I actually thought I actually thought something. You know, we were talking about this with VHS not too long ago. I actually thought they were going to do something creepy with the other guy on the other end of the iChat. Yeah, me too. He had a person coming in behind him and like bringing him a drink and and stuff. And you, your attention was drawn to that person. It made me think like, are we going to come back to him later? And he's going because because there's a whole thing about if you see an image, there's the whole. I agree with you, Steve. That it was cool the way he kind of put it together, but I did think. In this world, law enforcement is just completely out to lunch because this oh, yeah. murder. There, there's like this string of murders, and the way that they're linked, the whole movie's about kind of trying to link them. It just is so far fetched that nobody would have, you know, found the links that we're able to see in this in this movie. Um, but yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. You you see him pop up, and you, there's a party that goes like, "Hey, D'Onofrio!" And yeah. then gone. Yeah, I mean, For he's in minutes. one scene, <laughs> and then he's maybe in another scene, and each time he's there, every line he has is like explaining. Yeah, I guess I. We won't get into the explanation because that might be one of the few surprises that the movie has as to what's actually behind it. But the explanation is right out of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something like that, where it's like Monster of the Week. We just find out we find out the rules of this monster and Mm -hmm. we have to know about it. And the rules are very convenient for the plot in a way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's my biggest issue with the movie. And I think of films like, uh, you know, last year, year before, like Insidious, you know. One oh, of the boy. movies that I recently one of, the re,
0: one of the movies you liked and I didn't like.
2: I was a I was a big fan of Insidious for for a lot of the reasons why I did not like the last act of this film. Mm-hmm. You know, what this what the end of this film did a lot wrong. I kind of liked
1: Well, I think the Insidious, of Insidious took took some chances in the last act. I don't think that I I didn't find that to be overly, overall successful either. But mm-hmm. Insidious had one of those images mm. that stuck with me. When she comes up to the room, the baby's room, and on the other side of the crib, there's a something standing there. That image is burned into my brain forever. I I, I just got cold chills
2: when you said that. I'm not going to lie to you right now. And
1: I, I saw that with a friend of mine who's like, who's a, a fellow horror buff and he's, you know, you have one of those friends that they're more critical than you. And yeah. so you kind of enjoy things together, but there are times when you're both kind of hating on something, but in the back of your mind, you're going, but there was that one part. that yeah, really both <laughs> ready Even he agreed like that part. Right. He was like that thing in the room. <laughs> and then, the, then the idea, and I feel like maybe we're getting into some of the same things that bugged me about this movie is that in, um, insidious, there's the whole bit where she's on the, the baby monitors And there's a voice talking to her. And it's like, I know that if I heard a voice on the other end of the baby monitor, I would run to the baby's room. Yeah. But Moira Kelly kind of walks around and goes, hello, who's there? What's going on? It's just, it's not the way you would act. And I feel (laughs) like in this movie, they try to provide a reason in Sinister. They try to provide a reason why Ethan Hawke doesn't just call the cops the second he finds those videos. And it's a half-baked reason. It almost works. But I kept finding myself thinking, call the cops. Call the cops. Call the cops, and then you know? he actually ends up leveraging one of the cops. Well, too. And, and I will say, if there's anybody who kind of saves the movie, or if there's if there's yeah. a character interaction that makes the movie kind of fun, uh James Ransone or James yeah, Ransone, Ransone, Baltimore, Baltimore born, Zone, Baltimore Zone. You went
0: to my high school, College uh,
1: Ziggy. That's what I wrote in my notes. Was Ziggy, yeah. Ziggy Sabatka from The Wire, and he also was on Generation Kill. He's been in a lot. I've of I've never good watched stars.
0: Generation Kill.
1: Uh, he was great in this. He I, was really great. Yeah. And he it, was, and it, I would say even taking some dialogue that could have been clunky, he kind of plays like the dopey. <laughs> deputy mm-hmm. um, there are people moving around in my house that's why you can <laughs> hear the floor creaking horror All movie sound element yeah, yeah so I know. that was the kind of, we, we brought in a I, I have a horror movie sound effect cd <laughs> nice. playing upstairs um but um
2: yeah, he, he he's a gem in the movie like he he is a highlight and i think he's good in everything i see him in.
1: a lot of scenes are played for laughs even a, you know even a mediocre horror movie can bring up that sense of dread mm-hmm. and the fact that you just like to see two characters having kind of a warm relationship and ethan Hawk's character is Messing up his marriage, and he's you know he's failing as a father, and he's doing all these awful things. But here's a guy who will kind of talk to him. take? I'm sorry, how's the crowd reacting to it? I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it was a probably a average, above average horror film right. crowd. That's why Which I was is, saying I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend someone not go see it. It's like, if you're a horror movie fan, you might find enough enjoyment. And plus, Plus, ninety percent of horror movies you go see are kind of crappy anyway. That, that's
2: what I told my girlfriend after seeing it. I was like, she, had, how was the movie? And I was. It's better than most is all yeah. I can think of. Like right. a lot of films that I've loved recently that are horror films, which we'll talk about in a couple episodes from now, but are stands outs and they're the ones that are in that better than most category, but they're like the best of the rest, I guess. But right. this is better than most of those films, like, you know, house at the end of the street or whatever, all these moons that came out in the past, like two months that, you know, just I've heard were horrible. I didn't even spend time going to see, but it's it's got some moments. I think there are a couple scenes, like the one scene that stands out with me that it doesn't get me like that insidious scene that you were referencing, but it's one of the films that he's watching. Um, are you going to talk
1: about the uh, a yard? Yes, implement. Yes. I was. Yeah. I have that jotted down as. Yeah. If there's an image I can't unsee, that is it. That is it. And that genuinely kind of creeped just, me. Just out. think yard work, Ronald, yeah. If you mm-hmm. do see the movie, when you get to the scene where some yard work is being done, mm. you might be. Okay. That might be burned onto your retinas, from, right? Right, right. You want to prepare yourself. There's a s- couple of scenes where he goes to kind of see his daughter to bed. He's kind of tucking her in, and he's <laughs> in a room, and he says goodnight to her, and he turns off the light. And it's a, the whole issue in this th- thing is they live in kind of a new situation. It's a little bit scary. The kids are mm. having some trouble adjusting. And when he turns off the light to his daughter's room and shuts the door, it is such blackness. She is in an abyss. <laughs> they must keep her in... in it's like the, the pit in a prison film, like right. the solitary confinement room. It is it is horrifying to me to think of like being in a room that dark. <laughs> night, like, I turned cute. to Steve and I said, what? No nightlight? You know, what are they doing uh, to this poor girl?
2: And the next scene you actually see her wandering in the house. Like, I can't find the bathroom.
1: and yeah. like, no wonder there's no, no wonder. Fucking right. night nightlights yeah. in the house anywhere. She's Actually, if she stays in that room too long, her eyes are going to grow over like some kind of weird like <laughs> cave fish or something that's, like that.
0: That's horrible. That's terrifying. As a kid, there was this picture that used to be near my bed. It was of Martin Luther King. Of, uh, huh? oh. and for some reason, when the light hit this thing, it looked like somebody was in a bed with like, like I don't know, spirits coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And it scared me. Like, I, I started to dis. There was like a 10-year period where I just didn't like Martin Luther King because of that. <laughs> I was terrified. Wow, The whole idea of it scared the shit out of me.
2: One more thing I would say that I you know, and this isn't really I think a spoiler, so I'll just continue with this but when when Ethan Hawke's character Ellison first finds the box of tapes it's just labeled I think home movies or home videos yeah and and you know the reels are labeled um things like barbecue pool party yeah. uh, I forget what the other ones were but um and you almost say like these are videos you don't know at that point, which is a part of the discovery that I really liked that these are videos of the family of the house that he's moved into. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, you were like, Oh, this is a video, maybe a box that got left and this is their videos. And then you start to see the dates and you start to see the actual footage as you're watching it with him. And the way they actually handle that and you see what's actually on these tapes. Yeah. It's kind of creepy and messed up. And I think that the titles of the reels are actually pretty yeah, clever. It almost
1: becomes like a gag because in the yeah. end we get to see a new, a new film added yeah. to the box and it's, we see how it applies to what, it really is. a stampede going on upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> It really will add to. I'll I'll throw in like some clanking chains and some ghost noises or something like that. Some organ music, a distant organ, like you know the way the the score to a horror film Mm -hmm. is. A lot of times it's it's like atonal or it'll be weird rhythmic things. Or I found myself throughout this movie not being able to tell if I was if what we were hearing on the soundtrack was a sound effect or part of the score. It was like it was odd. I mean, mixed in with him hearing like bumps in the night would be these weird soundtrack moments and it just was it was like he was walking around the house going where is that horror movie score coming from (laughs) and the other thing was i noticed that um the music swells music builds in intensity the guy's walking around he's building 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 he's looking around doesn't see anything the music stops you can bet that that's when the scare is going to happen is after the music stops they build up to a moment of tension it gets quiet and that's when there's a scare yeah and i also think we should give it props for just being a found footage movie where a guy literally finds some footage yeah you know, yeah. it's literally about a guy who right, right. looks in his attic and finds some footage. You think
0: I was thinking about this? Do you think there's like a limit? I don't know. I don't know how else to explain this. Sometimes I watch horror films that are like pretty uh consistent in terms of how the aggression is towards scaring someone. Mm-hmm. And then there's ones like these where it's paced out a little differently. Yeah. You think it's like an intentional thing by the director to make it like that? Like I, I sometimes I watch movies. And like it scares me because there's so many scares. Like it's like the pace of it is is erratic, yeah. and because of that, it's it's easier to be scared. And even the the false scare thing scares me more than the actual scare because I have a pause. Yeah, and you're like, all right, this should have something happening, and here. that's why they do. And it. It. And they'll walk away, and then it's like, Doo, do, do. and then it comes out. And You don't know when,
1: and mm-hmm. i I like that more than I do think. Th- kind of to steve's point earlier this does play more like a psychological thriller for a large part of the running time and that might okay. be why the ultimate disappointment of its ghost rules you know you, you if we all need vincent d'onofrio to pop into our lives on an ichat every now and then just to explain to us what's going on right but that's that was the problem he with was this. very available too he sent yeah. them an email and like yeah.
2: started an ichat like in the same scene i wish we had that option right just
1: <laughs> <laughs> the other thing i, I, I kind of wanted to just throw out there is and this is kind of one of those little pet peeve little nitpicky things but do you notice okay so this movie took place in 2012 10 years ago is when he wrote his big book the videotapes he had of himself doing uh-huh. like book tours to support his big book looked like they were shot Order. in like 1982 yeah. and it's like a yeah. it's a box of vhs's and i was doing the math i was like 2002 i had a dvr in 2002 and i'm not even like bleeding edge tech you know but whatever I mean, they kind of do set up this idea of the writer or the creative person and kind of how selfish yeah. he has to be. And if mm-hmm. the movie got any real juice for me, because it's I mean, as someone who tries to do a lot of creative stuff, you do sometimes feel extremely selfish when you're basically saying, all right, see you guys later. I'm going to come down here to my weird cave. I might, you know, I, I would I would I probably
2: still recommend it. I mean, because, again, I feel like it's probably better than most of the crap that comes out the like maybe two months before yeah. this movie does. That's fair. Um, so you say, in I, general... I, yeah, my my moral, or my, my, my li- one-liner for this movie is it's better than most horror films. Okay. So if you're a fan of horror, I'd say check it out. It's I kind of a sad
1: statement about modern horror in a way,
2: but I know what sure, you're saying. Sure, but I mean, we have to watch what we yeah. are given, you know, so in comparison, I'd say if you're a fan of the, of the genre, I'd say it's worth a shot. Cool. So, Ron, cool. when are you seeing it?
0: I'm probably not <laughs> going to see it. it. I <laughs> love horror movies. A little, little bad kid acting. Um yeah. If
1: if that's a pet peeve of yours, stay away. That's <laughs> yeah. actually
0: that's actually one that I'm probably going to see within the next day or so. I might actually watch it tonight, and that's Chernobyl Diaries. I guess I'll talk about it next.
1: Yeah, I have that I'm have i actually curious that. about that yeah. one. Yeah, Then we can all agree to. There's
0: little kids involved though, so yeah. are there little kids? Yeah, in the Chernobyl diaries? there's a scene where they're like in a in a dark yeah. area, and there's like a little kid scurrying, you know, across scaring across.
1: her. You know what? I'm fine if, if there's a little kid I'm fine with that but if I hear another distant echoey laugh of a child in a horror movie yes I'm just gonna quit the yeah, genre he, altogether it's
2: gonna stop well I think it's gonna wrap it up yeah thanks hit for us listening. up on the site movie Yeah, the ghosts
1: upstairs are still moving around thank right, you very right. much for yeah. your
2: guest appearance up above <laughs>
1: uh
2: moviesmovie at gmail.com itunes of course and uh also a mixed cloud uh subscribe rate
1: share do whatever you can through facebook if you like us this, if you're listening to this one, you can go ahead, prepare for next week, go see Argo. Yeah. And come mm. back for, uh, you know, uh, the Argo discussion We're going to talk time. about
0: it. We're going to talk oh. the shit out of this this movie. <laughs> <laughs> We've been an affleck.
2: Cool. Well, until that episode, thank you guys for listening. As always, you've made our day, and okay. talk to you soon. Bye.